episode 118 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Chris Shriver. I'm Jimmy James Clark. I Jimmy didn't G- think this nickname through. <laughs> Jimmy James Clark. <laughs> that guy. I was like pajamas. I wish I was in pajamas. Hi, everyone. Sorry, sorry for the delay, everybody, but I was up to my eyeballs in ridiculous amounts of work and then vacation, so... Uh, we're gonna get into that shortly. Uh, before we get into that, Chris looks like he's got something he wants to say. I would like. I love how that's what. Oh, oh, Snowbike Mike followed me on Twitter. I love him. Um, no, I just thought it was interesting. You're like, I was up to my eyeballs at work in work, and then I went on vacation. I was like, you also worked for like half of your vacation, so there was that. I mean, okay, you were swimming in eyeballs. I, I, <laughs> I feel eyeballs. like. Uh, yeah, strangely enough, my work was swimming, literally swimming in eyeballs. I don't know why they pay me to do that. But, uh, I, I I feel like saying I worked for half of it is a little bit of an overstatement because it was basically one day out of, how long were we there? Four or five days? Five days, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even all that one day. But, yes, I did. I did, I did let that. So You worked more than I expected you would. Is is what I'm trying to say. I worked more than I ex- than I expected I would. Yeah, <laughs> I expected the amount I would work to be zero, but I started to notice that my emails were getting absolutely out of control, and I realized that stresses me out, and I wanted to do something about it. So I did. Man, it's and, a crushing uh, weight. Anytime I get a day off, I see like 50 unread emails. I just right click that inbox, mark all as read. And move oh on. Oh my god, that stresses <laughs> me out even more. Knowing I'm like, just hearing I that you did my that. Away message set. <laughs> oh Somebody else god. needs to deal with this. Oh my <laughs> they god, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> that is so stressful. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so one of the 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 first two weeks. Um, so we we've, we've been off for three weeks, which is I think the. The last time we were off for three weeks was uh, when Marty left the show. Um, I didn't realize we took that long of a hiatus when he left. It was mm, it was something the accident. Yeah, it was something like one, two, or three weeks. Uh, it was it was like uh, several weeks, and it was it was when I was gone on. Um, I was at like the uh, retreat, right? I, I was at like the the family uh, gathering or something, wasn't I? I feel um, like I went like oh on yeah, a, I think you another were. trip. I yeah, I, like it was like the uh, family reunion. I think I went to the family reunion. I came back, and then he just wasn't on the show anymore. Yes. Um, oh, dang. Yeah. So, so the last time that that happened, it was a, a little bit of a shakeup. Uh, not, not really a shakeup this time. Uh, as you can see, the the illustrious Jimmy Jams is still here. Boom! Bing bang! Jim, uh, Jim. God. Chris and I are both still here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but for the first two weeks, uh, I was just super overwhelmed. Uh, because of the vacation, because I, I had a, a time crunch, I was asked to do uh, to do a wiki guide for IGN. Actually, my first uh, ever um, on Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales. So I created the uh, the walkthrough guide and um, you know uh, guides on how to get uh, the collectibles, some of the collectibles in that game, um, as well as like finishing some of the side quests and things like that. Some of the tricky puzzle encounters and advice on card powerful card combinations and things like that um tips and tricks and all that so it, which is super involved i have a ridiculous amount of respect uh for what everybody at the wiki guides team uh you know sam claiborne and uh, miranda sanchez and john ryan and everybody over there uh, all the work that they do because it is a lot of work it is a lot of work i captured 329 gigabytes of video 
for the uh, of the game, which is like ridiculous. But that's like every major story battle and then some of the side missions and things like that. But it was a lot of fun, uh, and it is up on IGN.com right now. So if you're if you uh, want to look it up, it is Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales. It is a full blown uh, Witcher RPG. It's like thirty plus hours long, um, but instead of uh, being a third person action game um, <clears throat> set in a huge open world, it is a linear game that takes place, um, you know, like in five, um, uh, well, six actually area maps and things like that. So basically you, you work your way through, uh, you play as uh, queen Meave, uh, who's the ruler of Lyria and Rivia. Uh, and you basically go through the entire game and you play a Gwent esque card based, uh, uh, card based battles. Oh, now um, explain that like to me real quick. Sorry to cut you off there, but how is it different? No, than it's Gwent? fine. Did they actually make like a different game or did they make a game out of Gwent? They made a game out of Gwent. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Well, so, so there's three, there's three different games, right? There's the Witcher three, there's Gwent, and then there's the one that you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so officially Gwent is the multiplayer mode for Thronebreaker. Uh, so the wiki, the wiki page for Thronebreaker and Gwent are the same page, uh, because Gwent is the multiplayer from Thronebreaker, basically. Right. Uh, it's it's a mini game in The Witcher Three, and then they spun it off into its own standalone game, and then they're like, we're gonna also make a single player mode for for this standalone Gwent game, and then they're like, this has become like a huge thing, so we're we're gonna have to delay it. You know, I think it was delayed at least once. Um, and then it finally came out, and it's freaking fantastic. Like, it's really, really good. Um, I had an absolute blast doing the guide. Uh, and uh, I know that guide, guide work can get a little bit tedious because you're playing so much of this game. You're, like, exploring all the corners of the world and things like that. But, man, I had a great time. I had a freaking great time. It's a really good game. And uh, I'm sorry if you said it already. Like, what type of game is it? Is, like, it looks like an RTS, kind of, from the screenshots, it's, but it's... It's a, it's a top-down, uh, isometric RPG. Uh, you run around the world, and you can you gather up, like, resource caches. You can find, like, treasure maps, and then you can... You follow the clues on the treasure map to find a location where there may be golden chests, and those unlock new cards in Thronebreaker. They also unlock cards in Gwent proper. Um... They unlock, like, different things. So, like, uh, you can unlock, like, uh, avatar borders like you would get in, like, StarCraft or um, Heroes of the Storm. Like, your 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 profile has a border. Like hero and you can portrait unlock those. thing? Yeah, that, that sort of stuff. You can unlock those uh, in Thronebreaker, like, all sorts of stuff. Um, so, basically, you run around the world much like, like an Infinity Engine game like Baldur's Gate or something like that. Except whenever you initiate combat... It goes into these card battles. Oh, okay. um, chain of memories. I see. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because chain of memories was a action game where your abilities were card based. This is a full on card game. Like you go into battle, and it's like, okay, here's your side of the battlefield. Here's their side of the battlefield. Here's your hand. Redraw however many cards you want, and then start playing them. Okay. Um, it it is similar. Uh, to Gwent in that you have your rows, your different rows and things like that, like your melee row, your ranged row, your enemy has those those same rows, um, and you hold on to your cards in between 
um, battles, but it's way more robust than Gwent is. Gwent is more like cut and dried, whereas in this game, there are like lots of weird things that you can do. Um, and that's part of, I think, what the charm is in this game, uh, where, you know, you'll you'll travel around the world, you'll have these companions, they will have their special cards and they have their special abilities. Certain uh, cards uh, join your... Um, join your hand um, during certain story battles at certain points in the story. If people leave your army, like you don't get their card anymore. And so there's that whole thing. Like, and it's, it's also, there's also uh, dialogue choices all over this game. So, um, and it has multiple character endings like the Witcher. So like um, what happens with Geralt and Siri in the Witcher three is determined by the choices that you make. Um, you know, who, Geralt ends up with if he ends up with anyone romantically in that game. Like these, these are all things that can be impacted during your playthrough of The Witcher Three, and the same thing can be true of Meeve in Thronebreaker. I'm um, sorry. So you can date in this game, is what you're saying? Uh, n- not ah. really. Me- <laughs> What's Meeve the point? <laughs> Meeve is a queen, so she doesn't really. Relationships don't really work that way in this world. Uh, it's more you like just like hit mantis. it and quit it, or uh, yeah, is she biting the heads off of her, <laughs> her partners? <laughs> yeah, she's a secret mantis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have my attention again. Yeah, it's great. I didn't. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even hear about this game until you put that guide up, and I was like, what? What is this game? Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard much about it at all, other than it came for out, you. It came out in a in a crowded uh, time. It came out not very long before Red Dead Redemption Two and that sort of a thing. Um, but it's it's awesome. It's a freaking full fledged CD Projekt Red RPG with freaking Gwent mechanics. So like, if you like like strategy games and card games, one one of the coolest things is like they're not all all in out battles. Like there are puzzle encounters. So like the the I think the third encounter that you come to in a game is one called um, it's like something with boulders. It's like look out below or something like that. And there's basically these these like four boulders that start at the top of the battlefield, and every turn one of them starts moving down. And if any of them reaches the bottom row, that's it. The battle's over. You lose. So you have to like use your your cards. You have a set hand. And you have to figure out how to how to beat the encounter and stuff like that is just like super fun to me, um, like learning clever combinations of cards was like incredibly satisfying. Like, there's a card kind of like how you um, obsessed over Hearthstone when we started playing that in, like, exactly. earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like that, except um, it's a lot easier to. You don't have to wait for luck to get new cards. Like they're just somewhere in the world. You can just go find them. Um, so there's, there's a really awesome combination and there's, there's, a uh, a combination video that's going to go up on IGN. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know when, uh, I just recorded all the footage for it. I don't know when it's actually going to be editing go up, but it's like the most powerful card combinations in the game. And one of them is there's a, there's a card called black Rayla and it has one charge and when you use it, you can search your entire deck for any card and then play it. It's a super powerful card. Uh, and it's made even more powerful once you get the uh, uh, Javier Lemons card, which uh, he has two charges and his charges can be 
transferred to any other card that takes charges. So you can use Black Rayla, get her charge, go find uh, Javier Lemons, play him, give her two more charges, then pull out uh, the Reynard uh, Odo card, which gives one charge to everyone on the field that has an expended charge, and then freaking search for like three more people. So you can ultim- you can use her to play like five cards in a row. It's like, a, free, it's like a miracle basically. rogue. Yeah, basically. Uh, but you can do all that in one turn. So like, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's all kinds of different stuff. The, another difference between Gwent is that uh, Maeve has her own ability. So like, she stands like you have your own cards, and then Maeve stands to the side uh, on the battlefield, as does whoever the enemy commander is, and they have their abilities that can be used any X number of turns. So like, she's got one ability that you can get uh, where it damages. Uh, every enemy that has the same level of strength by four. So if you do little damage to enemy units uh, so that they all have matching health, then you use her ability on that. Everybody goes down by four health. Mm. Um, so you can use that to like really swing the battle in your favor. Um, it's super cool. Like there's lots of little things like that. Uh, and then, you know, it is, you know, you win two out of three for any standard battles. There's puzzle battles. There are shortened battles that only last one round. Um, but there's all sorts of crazy cards in this game uh, and cool puzzles that you can that you can solve while doing it. And all while you're like going through a legitimately like full-fledged RPG set in the Witcher world, which like I didn't realize how much I missed that world and how wonderfully realized that it is until I really got like up to my elbows in Thronebreaker and I was like, holy crap, like this is this is great. How many hours did you say the two of you put into The Witcher 3? Uh, I beat it. Okay. Uh, I, so. Lolly <laughs> <so>, freaking duh. <laughs> so I, uh, I want to say I put like 20 hours into it, but I, that's combined between PS4 and PC because uh, I had it on okay. PS4, but then I got it on PC and it looked a million times better, but I still just got up to the Bloody Baron and stopped playing. You know, I turned, oh I turned God. the botchling into a leprechaun. And then I walked away. So did I. So did I. Yep. Uh, did you go after... Well, wait a second. Did you go after his wife? Uh, that I think that's where I stopped. I was like, all right, I'll go get her. And then... <laughs> and then oh he my never God. returned. No, no, no. I think I... I want to say I got them. Yeah, because then I found out the Bloody Baron just sucks ass. I have no opinion. Or does of this. she? Su- oh God! Are you gonna make me play The Witcher Three again, <laughs> dude? I'm I'm legit because I did the same thing as you. Like I played through it. Um, I played through the entire game on, I think, normal mode or something like that. And I did like I did a bunch of side quests, but I didn't do all mm-hmm. of them. I didn't do anywhere near all of them. Uh, but I think the campaign is like forty five hours or something like that. I remember I was so I must have played like too. I'm, I must have played like sixty something hours. Or maybe a little bit more, and then and then I uh, we started playing more PC games, and so I bought uh, it was on sale on GOG the complete version, and I was like I never played the DLC, I'll go ahead and get it, but I haven't started it up again. Um, I was gonna say if you just wanted, can you you can buy just Blood and Wine, can't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's standalone, I don't know if it but boosts you, you or buy not. It as an add-on to the game, you can start up a just blood and wine version of Geralt, who's at the appropriate level. Oh, but okay. you just can't take him to the rest of the game then, I think. That makes sense. Uh, so so I don't and so basically I guess 
I was paralyzed by indecision of whether I wanted to play through the entire game again and, like, do everything and then do the DLC or whether I wanted to just play the DLC and, like, forget about the side quests in the main world that I missed. Right. Um, and now I, j- I just have... Now that I review games, it's like I, I need to I need to actually get those done. Did um, anyone uh, at IGN review Thronebreaker or no? Oh, I feel like yes. Um... Because I feel like it got like a it got like a like an eight point eight or something. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like it did. Hold on, let me check this out. I wasn't sure who it was. That's all. You guys vampire a little out bit out of curiosity. I'm having a real tough time finding this um uh this lost sector in the EDZ right now in Destiny Two, and I need to do it for this um bounty thing that I have and it's very frustrating because I would very much like to do the next step and I feel like the internet is judging me because I don't know I just oh, don't know holy where to crap. go uh, no Thronebreaker the Witcher Tales 9.4 editor's choice wow that's great did not realize that it got that high of a review yeah not surprised it's freaking really super great yeah, that's a big number for a, a card game. Yeah. What is it like twenty bucks? There's no way they're charging full price for that. Is it on Nintendo Switch? Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's forty. Oh wow. Uh, dude, let me tell you, it's it is worth it. It's only on PC. Abs- uh, ye- I played it on GOG. I don't know where else it is. Hold on, let me check it out. Wah wah. I'm telling you guys, though. I'm telling you. I I know. I understand. It's just it is the best circumstances card game being I've what they played. are. I will never play it, which breaks. I know breaks your little heart, but it's just I can't. It's it's no. It's it is totally. It is totally fine. Um, what am I doing? There we go. I mean, you don't you don't play a lot of the games that I review. It's fine. I do not. That's totally fine. I just, just know how you. how intimate your time was with this one and. Well, and yeah, I mean, you've you've heard me talk not on the show about how good it is. Yes. Um, it's not where it's 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 extremely good. Um, like it is if I did, I had uh, like maybe like one bug or something like that through the whole time. But I was playing on a pre-release like I was playing it like almost a month before the game came out. So. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's fantastic. I don't want to spend too much more time talking. about. I, I've actually talked quite a bit more about this than I planned to, but it's really super good. Uh, and if you need help getting through some of the fights, go check out, uh, the IGN wiki guide and, uh, see the ridiculous number of edits that I, that I put up there. I think Chris commented on that. Like when he, when he was looking at it, was it was like 300 or 800 or like some ridiculous number. Yeah. It's, it's definitely over seven. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely other over 700 right now. So just say, I know you're going to say the, what's that good dragon ball goof. Everyone says, it's over 9,000. It's over 700. Is that what they all say? <laughs> yeah, it's over 700. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Such a weak man. <laughs> By the way, James, like, you heard that they changed it, right? The... Like, in Kai, they ch- they changed it. It's over 8,000 in Kai. What? Which yeah, is the line is totally travesty. different. What, what yeah. canon was that supporting? Who were they trying Shameful. to please with that? I honestly I don't, know. don't know. I think... I don't know if it was before... Well, actually, no. That meme's been around forever. Yes, it's been around yeah, forever. since it like, came out. Since before, since before <laughs> yeah. Kai came out. Yeah, I mean, really, since it came out. No, because it was it was in the freaking manga, wasn't it? 
also. So like it's been. Oh, around I, for, I do not. Know that for meme sure. has been around for I don't ages. Say that make somebody mad. Do a little but searching I mean, on the deep web. The yeah. best part the, about the that web. is is when is when they uh, is when they. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. I grew up on the Ocean Dub, and I definitely watched the Ocean Dub on Saiyan Saga. Is it different on the Funimation dub? Like, does the Funimation dub say eight thousand? Uh, oh crap! Crap! crap. Now I don't know open, because gang. oh my god, I think it is. No, the manga is eight thousand. Oh <gasps> my god! They brought god. it back. Yeah, that's why they say it in Kai it was because only... Kai Kai's more faithful to the manga. That makes sense. Oh no! Wow, that just broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, over nine thousand was a translation error. Hope I uh, just learned you all wow. something today. Oh, that makes me so sad, though. Oh, y'all can take your memes, things. put them right in the trash. My childhood is a lie. <laughs> it's over 9,000! Wow. I have a shirt that's that. <laughs> Throw it out. Yeah. Oh, wow. God, that's... That's wild. It just doesn't... 8,000 just doesn't sound the same. Well, no, because we've been used to hearing the wrong thing forever. Oh, my God. Who knew? Uh... Wow. Man. Anyway, so so after I was done, I, I I was able to finish the Thronebreaker guide in time for me to go on vacation that I had planned so long ago. And I flew up to Philly to see ya boys. Hey. And I finally got to see Chris Shriver again and Jess Veezy, the wonderful, the wonderful twosome. And I got to meet uh Jimmy Jams Clark for the first time face to face. It was beautiful. I forgot Brian. And I got to punch him. Land. I got to punch him right in his rubber face. <laughs> he almost took off my rubber mask, my sweet rubber yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. So, but that it was it was great. So, uh, so we got to hang out in Philly. I had my very first cheesesteak. I had yeah, two cheesesteaks. Two cheesesteaks. Two cheesesteaks. One of them. Hey, with Wiz or without? I know she's she's not here. Without. Jess isn't here right now. Jess isn't here right now. I'm just gonna tell you. Nor will she listen to this. One one of those cheesesteaks was significantly better than the other one. However, however, I will say the stuffalo from freaking whatever bread and cheese factory. Oh. So, all right, all right. Tell me so what a stuffalo is, is. Is very good. All so right. Hungry. So, tell me about it. first night I pick him up from the airport. We go to like literally beeline it to Steak and Hoagie Factory mm-hmm. in Abington because uh, it was like the only place that was open because it was like eleven thirty and or whatever and we hadn't eaten anything all day we've been flying yeah so we go there we get the curly fries we get the mozzarella sticks i don't think we're doing a stop on our trips anymore because we literally like the freaking debacle that was the three hour layover the 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 one hour layover that turned into like a four hour layover on the way there and then the we almost missed our flight on the way back because it was delayed our first flight was delayed and we almost didn't make our connecting flight because we arrived, that is like the, mo- the one of the most one. stressful situations you can put a person in. Luckily, the freaking gates were two gates apart, so it was fi- it was oh, totally fine. We we were able to go. We we were even able to make a pit stop at the Starbucks and get something, and then immediately beeline to the freaking next flight. So it ended up being fine. But I don't think we're gonna do freaking layovers anymore. Layovers are Fun bad. fact for all of our listeners: um, Brian and Audrey consume more Starbucks than in a week than I do in a month. Like real talk, you two love Starbucks. I had no idea, dude. No, no, this was the first time that we were allowed to have it. We haven't had Starbucks in two years. What prompt? All right, so 
We drink, we drink, we make our own coffee at home. This was at first, this was a money saving scheme and the way that Audrey got me to agree to her buying an incredibly overpriced set of knives. She said, if you let me buy this set of, of freaking like Cutco knives or something like that. Stop getting Starbucks. uh, I will, (laughs) I will not, I will not drink Starbucks for a year. Wow. And and I said, wow, you really want these knives? And she said, yes, I do. And so I said, (laughs) okay. And then she didn't. And then we just started making our own coffee and we weren't satisfied. And then we just kept revamping and revamping until our, until, uh, she liked our coffee that we make at home more than Starbucks's. So, and so then so we just, we what just do don't you make at home. Is it like a Keurig? Is it like a pot? What is it? French no, it's press? a pot of coffee. We make a, we make a pot of coffee. I set up the coffee to be made and then, uh, and then w- one of us makes it in the morning and we make our own coffee and it's great. All right, fair enough. She uh, she actually makes her own simple syrup. Uh, oh, okay, fancy, huh? And, and uh, well, and, and she also makes her own mint simple syrup for um, uh, for uh, festive beverages, shall we say? Okay. Uh, like, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that one commercial where the dude's like dancing around and like squishing the stuff into the oh, cup? Oh, Danimals. He's making it's Danimals. It's a yogurt drink. That is I not. Think... I, I listen. I've been around the block. I've had Danimals, and uh, I don't think that's that's what he's talking about. Also, I'm pretty sure Danimals a YouTube streamer. Oh wow! Uh, I used to be <laughs> afraid to drink Danimals. I thought there would be bees in it. That's a very long story. That's a joke. And I'm but that might that be actually out. true. <laughs> I'm going to keep that out of here. So that's fine. You thought there might be I bees, there might be in, bees what? in my Danimals yogurt. <laughs> Is this like because of the commercial? No, I don't Dude, know what fun happened. Fact. I was a dumb idiot kid, and I saw this like my mom was watching something. It kind of looked like Lost, <laughs> but it wasn't. And like the adventurers <laughs> got stuck in this giant honeycomb, and the goo they were stuck in looked like Danimals. And I thought Danimals was bee goo because I was a dumb <laughs> idiot kid. Uh, fun fact: wow. we were at a um. We were at a picnic, and my dad left his Coke unattended uh, for, like, five minutes while we were, like, playing catch or something mm-hmm. like that. He came back, took a big old swig, and was stung on the inside of his mouth by a bee. That oh is, like, a huge fear of mine. He left the cap off? Keep those. Or was it a can? Keep those. It was a freaking can. Oh. <laughs> keep, your ca- keep, your, uh, keep your drinks covered, ladies and gentlemen. Not only when you're at the bar out there... Trolling. Do you remember those like trying not to get, trying not to get freaking trolled yourself? You get those snappy. But also, lids. when you're out in the wilderness, and you might get freaking trolled by Mother Nature. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that sounds terrible. Stick a cap in it. Real talk, real life it. advice. Life advice from uh, from the platform. Don't drink wow. animals. Cover your drink. That's right. Yeah, cover your drink. So what were we talking? We about? go to Steak and Hoagie, and we get. We we're talking about how much we like. Starbucks, but I wanted it. Okay, to be, I okay. wanted it to be clear that like we don't eat tons of Starbucks. Yeah, well, it, they even. you got it like every day you were here. I was just like, wow, I did not. I don't know how I didn't know this about you, but now that makes sense. Yeah, that explains a whole heck of a lot. It was a binge. Well, and it's, went on a and it's PSL season. It's a combination. Oh, of the two. listen, I get it. Like this squishy body didn't just happen. <laughs> like it was lovingly crafted. There was like the PSL? first year I I worked started working at Delval like. I realized, oh, I can be one of those people. I can be a Starbucks person. I can get Starbucks, like, almost every day on the way to work. And I did. And then by, like, the time Christmas came around and I had switched to the peppermint mocha, I was like, oh, I'm an awfully squishy boy now, aren't I? 
Mm. And then it just never went away. <laughs> Dang so, you, Starbucks. <laughs> it's all yeah. Starbucks' fault. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to we went to Steak and Hoagie Factory. I get them the um uh cheesesteak with fried onions, American cheese, no whip or no I said no whip. No hey. whiz. No whip is well, how I ordered my drink. That's, that's why I was that's where my head was you at. You get whipped cream on your cheesesteak? And what a weirdo. Out, dude. It's yeah, a Philly man. thing. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um and then we uh and I get the stuffalo which for the uninformed which is me would be so unfortunate. Um, the stuffalo is a cheesesteak that is steak and chicken, and it has buffalo sauce in it. Mm. So it's Real like talk. a combination of all of my favorite things. Real talk. D'Alessandro's has a better cheesesteak. Overall cheesesteak. Than, than bread and hoagie factory. Yeah. Uh, the bread was really, really good. Um, it, was, it was... I said this at the time, and this might be... Uh, offensive to fans of Dale Sandro's. However, I had the, when the day that we went into New York, I had a really fantastic, um, breakfast hoagie from Wawa. It was my first time ever going so, to Wawa. So yeah. So, all right. I love Wawa. So this is first time ever going to Wawa. He got a bacon, egg and cheese. For those of you like East coast, you understand mm-hmm. what, what uh, you've had a, a Wawa breakfast sandwich, but it was a, a bacon, egg and cheese, six inch, right? Or no, you got the, you got the twelve inch because you split it with Audrey. That's right. Yes. And uh, it was just bacon, egg, and cheese on like a, a regular roll. But it was so good. Like I just think it's so funny that you were like the way you were talking about Wawa was as if it was like this exquisite like artisan bread, and I was like, dude, it's Wawa. Like this is just this is the standard, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, but like, dude, fuck, Subway doesn't even meet the standard. <laughs> Like that's, I stopped going to Subway because it sucks, and I feel I like people come around here. here like go to Subway just because they're tired of eating at Wawa, and then they go there once and they're like, oh yeah, Wawa's just better, and then they go back yeah. to Wawa. Yeah, it's like it's like that's one of the better breakfast sandwiches that I've had. Like, that's just like it's just so like when people say like, oh, I bought this sandwich at a gas station. Like I I imagine like some Futurama situation where like he buys the egg sandwich the from the gas station and then it causes a freaking huge problem uh but in and that's been my experience is like you know a loves on route 66 or something where like you do not buy food from there mm-hmm. unless it is packaged right like you, you know what i mean like you can get some freaking cheetos or doritos or like a bag of peanuts or some freaking gardettos mix or something from there but like do not buy a sandwich that they made at the gas station and now I'm gonna have to rethink my whole philosophy on life because Wawa totally turned me around. That sandwich was great, and what I, what I, what I was getting at is the the bread was like very nice, like it was it was crispy, it was flaky, it was like coming coming off, and it was like it was still very soft and 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 satisfying. I'm probably and gonna get were, one of these sandwiches tomorrow. Now that you, like I'm I'm listening to you describe this, and it's been a minute <laughs> since I've had a, been, a Wawa breakfast and, sandwich. <clears throat> And the eggs are like they're wet without being runny, like they're just they're firm and delightful while still being juicy. And the bacon is good. It's so easy to screw up bacon, guys. It is so easy to screw up yeah, bacon, especially dad. in a sandwich, especially in a sandwich. Uh, and they didn't. It's really good. Uh, so I I loved it. And when I ate the Dale Sandro's cheesesteak, I was taken back to the delightful bread experience that I had at Wawa. And that's maybe that's right. offensive to people at Dale Sandro's. I don't care. 
they're both great bread and i didn't think that the steak and hoagie factory necessarily had the best bread which is funny because it was advertised to me as the place that has the best bread so there you Dang. go i will tell you a little fun fact though earlier this year wawa was voted the best sandwich shop in america despite in america really? despite being just an east coast shop wow oh, i did not know that they're not just some simple gas station food they know what they're doing <laughs> They it's have true. a they, they have do a know what gas station food, but mm, it's our favorite. Listen, the funny thing about that is there's a huge thing down here called Bucky's. Uh, that sounds and, like a sticky icky gas station shop food. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like it's like a crazy. It's it is first of all, imagine imagine a Wawa, and then imagine it. I'm I'm not I'm literally not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Imagine it literally twenty or thirty times the size grocery store. Uh, yeah, so basically like the size of a grocery mm-hmm. store, but it also has like clo- a clothing section, like what? a big yes, it's 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 got a clothing section. It's got like a uh, like a like a Texas like I guess gift shop type thing where there's like a bunch of Southern style. Like you can buy freaking cowboy hats and like things to hang on your door and welcome mats and mm-hmm. all sorts of things themed around Bucky's or just Texas in general. Um, they've also got like an entire fudge shop and confectionery and a place where they make like pies and cakes and cheesecakes and stuff like, like there's a, it's, it's enormous. They also have like bigger freaking bathrooms than some airports and they're all like, they pride themselves on being immaculately clean, which they are like, it's a very clean, pleasant place to go. But that felt more like just like a gas station plus a bunch of extra crap that I don't care about. Plus, really good fudge and, like, some other stuff. I've never gotten a meal from mm-hmm. there, but they've got, like, these, um, I think they call them beaver nuggets or something. Yeah. And they're, like... It sounds so it's, wrong. It's basically, like, um, a cross between sugar smacks and caramel popcorn. Oh. Um, I was expecting a meat It's thing. just a... It's yeah. a big... It's a big bag of these, like, sugary puffs. Uh, and they're quite good. They're absolutely terrible for you. But they've got, <laughs> like, a bunch of things like that that they sell there. Um, and so that's the big thing here. And it's also got like, you go out front and there's like 50 places to fill up your car. Like there's, it's a giant gas station and they're here and there around here, but everybody loves them. Um, but Wawa is like a totally different thing. I thought they were similar when I first heard Wawa described. I was like, oh, it's a gas station, but it also does this thing. I thought of Bucky's. They're totally different beasts. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for Wawa, and now I'll I'll actually know what that is when I'm you know watching shows and things. So there's another uh, place around us that like it's it's further north. Don't in, say like, their the name. Valley. They're called Sheets, ah! <laughs> and there are certain things they have that Wawa doesn't have. That depending on like like you can get like boneless chicken wings and like a bunch of other stuff, and and, and you can get a sandwich with a pretzel bun. And it's like game changing stuff here. Hmm. And if Wawa had it, I'm at the point I've eaten so much Wawa in my, in my life that like now when I go to a Sheets, I'm like, oh my god, yes! Like I'm so excited about it because they're they're so it's so rare that I'm around one. Is it still a gas station? It is a gas station. Yeah. It's a competitor with Wawa, but they actually have a deal between the two of them where like they're like, they hey, split we up won't, the. Uh... It's like we won't cross into your turf if you don't cross into ours. It's oh my like, god! It's the freaking same thing as the all the wireless companies. Yeah, like it's. Uh, that's why it's Wawa. Very, is they're very here. respectful in that way. It's 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 a monopoly, 
It's just a monopoly between two companies. It's an organized monopoly. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Disgusting. Yep. Where are the freaking antitrust laws and the freaking monopoly busting laws around here? We need to have somebody going after these freaking Sheets and Wawa. <laughs> Except, please don't go after Sheets and Wawa. They're 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 doing the Lord's work out there, getting making good breakfast sandwiches. That's right. So I don't have to go to freaking Jack in the Box or something like that early in the morning. <gasps> Ooh. You got a destiny item. This is unrelated. To I our just conversation. got. Sorry, Aha, I just got Haldern's, uh shotgun, and it's um, totally masterworked, which is exciting. Oh, that's cool because it's a good shotgun. Very Sorry. Nice, very nice. So during our trip, we uh, we actually did a couple of firsts uh, with the folks. We actually went and saw um, the Statue of Liberty. My first went time to, seeing it as well. Went to Liberty Island. Uh, went to Ellis Island. Uh, traveled around there. Saw what it was like coming in as an immigrant and things like that. It was very, I felt, very interesting. I felt really bad. Like By the time we were like wrapping up at Ellis Island, I was so ready to not be there. And like in my head, I'm like, that's so disrespectful to like feel that way. But at the same time, I was like, yo, get me out of here and get some food in me. <laughs> yeah. But then we left and we went, uh, and we went and got some food at Joe's pizza, which I didn't realize until we were there is literally the pizza joint from Spider-Man two. Yep. Or wait, is it Spider-Man? Two Spider-Man, or Spider-Man one, three? Spider-Man one. At no, least that's what the they one, had a sign. They had a sign the in the, the building that said, uh, You've seen us in Spider-Man. And then they apologize I think it's in, for it. I think it's yeah. at the beginning of Spider-Man 2 when everything's like totally going wrong for him. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, it's a super good place. And we came back uh, from the trip and actually just went out for pizza last night at a place uh, nearby called the Mellow Mushroom that we totally had forgotten about. Uh, that is a- That was actually, we were able to get like a, a, a large pepperoni thin crust and one of the floppy pieces tasted a little bit like Joe's, and that made me very happy. And we also got... Oh, I meant to send you this picture. We also got a huge uh, order of freaking pretzel nuggets. Like, uh, God, like you're making sourdough so pretzel hungry. Nuggets it's killing and me. And freaking beer cheese. Oh, it was so good. I, I need to send you pictures of this, but yeah. Ugh. So Because we, we had all this stuff in there, but we walked around. We saw Times Square. We went to the Nintendo World Store. I got uh, I got a couple of things here. Uh, I don't know, Joe, did I, or J- Jimmy, Jimmy James? Yeah, what'd you Joe, get? Jimmy James? I was at Nintendo World, like, three weeks ago. I got, uh, I got this right here. Ooh, very cute. Little, uh, little Zelda Wind Waker Link. How'd you sneak that through customs? That. Oh, you know. You know, sure, I've you got can't all bring those drugs in here. I've got all Is kinds of, I've got all sword? kinds of And then, even more importantly... I got this <coughs> little buddy. Bones. That's Samus. That is a yeah, gold it's a, Samus. It's a, it's a golden Samus. It is the special edition trophy series World of Nintendo Samus uh, figure and the World of Nintendo uh, Wind Waker Link. Uh, and so I'm going to stand those up on my desk right next to ya boy. Oh, freaking Yamcha. Freaking, <laughs> yeah, you shut up, James. That's Krillin and everyone knows it. Oh, you shut up. You guys are the worst. <laughs> so I'm going to stand him right here next to Adult Gohan. And uh, after I bought that Wind Waker link, I realized, and I totally remembered, I have freaking Link Between Worlds link sitting right on my desk uh, next to freaking Firefly oh, that's Mario. Right. I was like, so now I'm going to have two links? I can't do that. So I got to put one of them downstairs. I think, I think honestly, I think Link Between Worlds link looks even cooler than uh, Wind Waker link. I so. do. I love that one. He looks really cool. I'm a big fan of that. And I'm a big fan of um, how they're making Zelda look in Smash Ultimate, how it's the Link Between Worlds Zelda and not 
just Twilight Princess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm big I, on that. I am a fan of that. Um, also, I'm I'm excited about playing that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so we did all of that. Uh, I tried VR for the first time, guys. I tried VR for the first time, and my first experience in it was super hot. And let me tell you, that is the freaking greatest game. Uh, I freaking love it, and I'm I'm now totally on board. I know that everybody's been on the freaking VR hype train for a minute now, but I just had my first experience with it, and it's super cool. I did I played a couple other things, like we played the Tetris Effect uh, in VR. I can't wait for that game. Comes Tetris out. Effect is really is really good. This Friday, does, I think, does not need to be in VR. I'm not gonna play. This oh, game. I am so down to play that in VR, like all the days. It, I don't think VR adds literally anything to it, um, except for blocking out the noise. Brian doesn't. Yeah, Brian doesn't understand immersion and how to play Tetris well. It's not just so it being that. in VR doesn't mean it's immersive. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, but pro Tetris players plug that's fine. with we, their eyeballs. Yeah, I mean that's really that's what it's for. It's like you can block out all the distractions and the noise and just like really get into that game, which I, don't, I am here on the, for. When I'm sitting on the couch or sitting at my computer, like once I start playing a game, like I I don't, stop seeing everything else. Like I'm Scott, in there already. You, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> I mean, I guess not. But here's the thing: I will say, like, I played a lot of Super Hot, and playing it in VR is completely different. Oh and yeah, like, the first time I played it, I played it for like three hours and didn't realize it. And that—that's yeah. the longest stretch of VR I've ever done. Was the first time yeah. playing Super Hot? Was yeah. The, yeah, the first time doing Super Hot. Like that game I believe is it. incredible. And then I played uh, what is it, uh, Batman Arkham VR? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had a I had a, a good time fooling around with it. That's it was an experience. Really, it's not a yeah. game. Yeah. It wasn't really what I was looking for, but some parts of it were super cool. Like being able to reach out and, and touch things, being able to touch like <laughs> I spawned about a billion batarangs oh, in yeah. the place just by looking down and just like clicking on the on the thing all the time. Being able to shoot the the grappling hook and all that sort of things. It's it's pretty interesting, and it, there was when you put on the suit, like it was pretty surreal. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, I can definitely see the potential of it, but I think it's definitely best realized out of the games that I played with Super Hot. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, then BlizzCon happened. We got some new announcements. Uh, Warcraft Three Reforged, which I'm very amped about. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking um, Diablo Immortal. Apparently. Diablo Immortal, which I'm let's let's talk about this for yes, a second. Please, because I so, love Diablo and I'm playing that. So let's give let's give some let's give some basic like what it is. It it it's a it's a mobile game uh, that is going to be available at some point in the relatively near future, I suppose. Uh, it looks kind of like Diablo Three Light um, to me. Didn't look that bad. Uh, didn't look like anything that I particularly needed, but it's like if you want your fix, like go for it. Um, I've, I've, as somebody who's played like some of the Xenonia games, which are like running around top down slashers, like it can kind of work. Um, and if anybody could get it right, like Hearthstone on, uh, on iOS is like totally great. Um, so I, I trust Blizzard to be able to make something totally playable, uh, on mobile, but that was not the same reaction that a lot of other people had. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, part of me... I'm not torn on it. Like I think the I've heard it's I think not great. the, the like, internet overreacted. The like the internet for sure oh, overreacted yes. to Definitely. all of that. Yes. I think the um, the way that it was announced was not great. 
Um, no. And, but I think part of it was because apparently while it was happening, which it didn't come through on the stream, while they were announcing um, the game, the crowd started to like boo the guy that was showing it off. And I think he just got really uncomfortable. And that's why so he started stuttering why... over his words. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Like, that's like, and to anybody streaming at home, like, you definitely did not gather that. All it was was it's like, here's this no, awkward like, oh, guy this... that isn't announcing Diablo 4, and either... I'm not about it, and F this. Like, yeah. I, I was like, either there's something wrong with the teleprompter, or like, he's not used to public speaking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Either one is like, it's fine. Like, stuff happens. Like, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. used to watching shows, like, there are a lot of times when stuff goes wrong and it's totally, it's totally fine. Like you understand it and that sort of thing. And like, we've, let's be honest. We've all sat through the freaking Ubisoft and EA press conferences at E3 every year where Ugh. they get into yeah, the freaking, every year. They like, get into the freaking mobile space and we don't care about it. And you just kind of zone out and whatever until they're not doing that anymore. But this is BlizzCon. And these are the biggest freaking nerds on the planet of which I am one. Mind you, the, and was the Battle.net launcher is a PC platform. The majority of Blizzard players yeah. are PC players. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, all of us included. Yeah. You know, so that's, yeah. I'm literally using it right now. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, yeah. So there was the expectation of like, hey, and I heard that somebody actually asked like, hey, is it coming to PC? Yeah. You know, or something like that. Like that. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people blowing up about it. A lot of people saying, hey, this is what Blizzard gets for announcing a mobile game at freaking BlizzCon when people were wanting an announcement for Diablo 4. We all know that they're working on Diablo 4. Do you really need an announcement? I mean, I'd love to see what it's about and that yeah. sort of a thing. See if they're taking cues from the previous Diablo games or moving on based on what they learned from Diablo 3. Um, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I've played more of Diablo 3 than I have than I ever have of Diablo 2, and I played tons of Diablo yep. 2. Yeah. Um, so if they decide to move forward based on Diablo 3 and just make it like Diablo 3 2 and that's what 4 is like I'm totally fine with that. If they go a totally different direction, I'm totally fine with that. Like I don't think there's ever been a bad Diablo game. So whatever. real quick, I just have to let I think I have to let Jughead out cuz he's being antsy right cool. now. Go for it. Go I'm going to talk Diablo still. So I, I think <laughs> you know it's been reiterated a hundred times by every different news outlet that they could have survived BlizzCon if they just ended on, you know, like a black screen, four slashes on it, and Diablo 4 coming, you know, tw- 2020, yeah. 2019, or in progress. And that probably would have made yeah. people, you know, happy. And uh, honestly, that wasn't even what I was bummed about. I just wanted more content for Diablo 3, because, and I thought maybe they mm. were alluding to that with it just coming out on the Switch. They were going to be kind of getting people back into Diablo. I, I honestly. So you were thinking maybe there might have been like a new. I wanted a light expansion or bring me the druid from from Diablo two, you know. Oh, that would have been interesting. I was a big fan just of just a druid. little thing because Di- Diablo three when it came out in twenty twelve, I believe, but it it wasn't really <laughs> did it really? Yeah, but it wasn't really Holy a fully crap. realized game until Reaper of Souls came out, and once that was out, yes, it was. Yeah, I love Diablo three. It became such a different yes. game. It was a million times better, but. I, I feel like they shouldn't be done with it yet. I don't. I don't think and we seasons, need Diablo Four like yet. Seasons are a freaking game changer. For yeah, Diablo. I just don't think we need Diablo like, Four yet. I think we needed a little bit about Diablo Three, and that my problem is that the only thing in that Diablo press conference was a phone game. There was no like, yeah, nothing even teased for 
new support coming out or new patches coming to Diablo 3, even though when they're releasing the it. Last, when did the last uh, update for Diablo come out? It was, like, fairly recently, wasn't it? Uh, what, then, like, the Necromancer? Maybe. So oh, wait, I played, was that the last one? Yeah, I played the Necromancer right before he came out two BlizzCons ago when I was there. They had a wow. Necromancer... You mean, you mean the last paid the last paid content or the last, like, up the last, like, paid because they, uh, DLC they, Because update. they do, like, seasons, like, every couple of months. Well, yeah, yeah. But the last paid one, that it was Necromancer? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean... It, it's, it's been a few years. Yeah. It's definitely a shame, because, like... Or, or at least a year. Yeah. I mean, and people seem seem to be keeping up with seasons pretty well like at least the diablo diehards like i literally just played some today yeah, me too <laughs> yeah like people are doing like it the, the Helltooth uh raiment is what they have up on offer for uh witch doctors i don't have that full set yet i only have two pieces so yeah you better believe i'm going through to get it yeah so so like i don't and i don't know like i'm not I enjoy Diablo, but I don't play it. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not hopping in constantly to make sure I get every piece of gear that drops and everything. Um, but it's like, basically like a couple, it's like two or three days every like six months or something. Like, that's that's about yeah, what it's it like, is. I'm not yeah, familiar, I'm not sure if you're familiar with how like the seasons work. It just sets up like a big journey, and you essentially like it's chapter one, do these things, and each chapter you complete rewards like two pieces of the current set of gear that are awarding to each character that season so every character gets a specific set of gear some of them look dope as hell so if it's a character you like or a piece of like a set of gear you like you just go through do your little season goals and it awards it to you so it's yeah it's fun and and i guess but these are all they're not they're not exclusives like these are all sets that exist within the game like you could have had them before but it gives you another chance at like to get them getting a really good role and they give you the entire set so um, like all the powerful set bonuses, like you, you have all of it. So, like, I guess my question is, if people are so eager for Diablo Four, but they're still playing Diablo Three, like, what are you getting out of that? If all, if if they were to release Diablo Four, like, it's not your gear carries over. So, like, yeah. why are you, why are people that upset about it? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying uh, when you were letting the cat out. That I just wanted more Diablo yeah. Three oh, content. Oh, I'm sorry. Like at all, yeah. I don't think we need Diablo Four yet. Yeah. I would be into Diablo Four if they oh, announced sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll do whatever. Um, but one of the things that that has that has that kind of came out as maybe being news, and then you know, Blizzard kind of addressed it and walked it back a little bit was uh, some people were saying there was originally intended to be a trailer for Diablo Four that came as the final thing of BlizzCon that was meant to go afterwards. Uh, and then Blizzard actually commented on it and said, and said that trailer that everybody's talking about with this per- this particular person, uh, like Blizzard person in it, um, w- was made. That trailer does exist, but we weren't going to uh, release it at Blizz at this BlizzCon. Right. Um, so basically, they're like, okay, that part of this news is true, but it, that w- was not the plan. Um, so. You know, do, there's, there's that. I think that would have been better because that would have been like the Gears of War. And this is what Dan Stapleton said. He said like the, the Gears of War, like the pop figures and then the mobile game were announced right before they announced Gears 5. Right. And it's like, that's how you do it. Yeah. Soften the you, blow. You announce something, you announce something that people 
don't want that not everybody is going to be interested in your hardcore audience isn't going to be interested in and then you announce the thing that they want it needs to be presented that's a really easy way to yeah it needs to be presented as a little snack for the main course like "Mm, here's a little little appetizer for your phone and then you'll get the real game a little something to hold you over do you guys feel like and because you're you are more well-versed in blizzard stuff than i am um do you think Blizzard is like kind of like a like a virus under themselves with the fact that they have BlizzCon every year? Like I feel like every year people expect people that aren't used to like BlizzCon like from years back are expecting them to like change the world every year and like it's not physically possible. I d- <sighs> I feel like there are a couple of different things to address with that question. For me personally, and then I'm really curious to know what James thinks mm-hmm. about it. Um, for me personally, I think that especially given the time frame that Blizzard typically works on, which is it'll be done when it's done, which I feel like is totally justified, totally fine. I have no problems with that whatsoever. I wish some other people would do that. Uh, uh, Bethesda. <laughs> uh, but... Um, so because of that, they may not always have newsworthy things to share. Yeah. Um, since they iterate so often on some of these things, so, oh, well, actually, before I continue further, James, how did you feel overall about BlizzCon? Did you think it was a fine one? Or good or not no, great? No, so, I mean, I didn't think, the like, news-wise, it was that impressive. You know, they, like, Overwatch was great. Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft is great. I've kind of fallen off the, the wagon a bit, but they are starting to do, like, a, a deep dive. We'll finally go and uh, fight uh, Queen Ashara, you know, leader of the Naga and all yeah. that. So we'll finally get to see that stuff, which is awesome. Which is, she's one of the, she is one of the biggest bads in yeah, the Yeah, who's universe. just always been just under the surface, but we've never even gotten to take a glimpse. A gl- <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally, Literally under the surface. Under the surface. Yeah. Cur- curse my sub subaquatic puns. But, uh... <laughs> or bless them, I say. Yes, but uh, bless them. I, yeah, and uh, like Hearthstone seems like they're doing big stuff. They had an expansion, so there was a lot of stuff. Maybe like I personally wasn't too interested in it, but I think maybe what people are forgetting about BlizzCon is that it is, it's a, it's a con. It is a celebration of all things Blizzard, and like having been to one yes. relatively recently, they, they had some pretty good news there when I went, but. You know, it was it was so much more than just like those conferences. People need, are kind of holding it to the yeah. standard of E3, but for Blizzard. But I mean, really, it right. is just a big gathering for all their games. And outside of those yes. conferences, it's everybody in, in cosplay, just just mingling, playing games. It's and the competitions, and yeah, all, all the esports like, yeah, they, events. They've got like arena. They've got like WoW arena tournaments. They've got Overwatch tournaments. They've got StarCraft. They've got all these. It to me, it seems more like people. People are just like James said. People are expecting it to be E3 when it's really QuakeCon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just QuakeCon for a company that makes way bigger games. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it, I just I find it interesting that like QuakeCon can get away with it. I don't mean get away with it in, in the sense of like it's underwhelming or whatever, but like. People have an understanding as to what QuakeCon is, mm-hmm. and I feel I think like it's because they don't publicize it. Yeah, I just I feel like BlizzCon has kind of gotten away from like news. Uh, it's news gotten a little out of control. Out of yeah, I, I think that's the difference. News never comes out of QuakeCon. It's just that. Yeah, it's just what it is. It's like it's 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 not. Well, it's they not showed off like even, they showed off Doom Eternal there this year. I think 
that wasn't the first time they showed it off though because they they'd done it at uh at the the bethesda standalone thing oh that's or yeah maybe we got an extended demo yeah they teased it at um e3 and then we got the the gameplay demo at quakecon okay that's how they did it but like that's what i mean is that when we is that when we figured out that the grappling hook was going to be a thing yes okay yeah I don't recall exactly that, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna defer to your. Uh, I like Doom, toy, toy. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I mean, dude, it's freaking great. I'm psyched out of my mind for Doom Eternal. Like that's one of the games that I'm the most excited about that's coming out. Um, yeah, but yeah, so so I feel like that's that's a thing. I feel like th- the fact that that sort of stuff isn't um, isn't publicized and the keynote is what's available to the public, whereas everybody else has to buy like a virtual ticket mm-hmm. um, or actually go to the event. I feel like that might be the thing. Whereas like Because I can just hop like on Twitch and watch with, it. Yeah, like we don't the only thing we see are the things that they put front and center, which is the mm-hmm. news. So it may feel like I think it feels like to maybe people who haven't been or people who like aren't super in the know that it is this one thing when it's actually like James said, like all these other things. So I don't think that they should definitely stop doing it because I remember I mean I've talked to I think I think um I think Josh has been Mm-hmm. to BlizzCon a couple of times. Yeah, I believe so. And, uh, and everything, I've never been myself, but um, I would have loved to do that when I was like, when WoW was my game. Like, I would have loved to go there and freaking scream for the Horde when the mm-hmm. guy, like, is is talking to the audience. Like, you know, so so I feel like it's a, it's a good event. I feel like expectations definitely need to be managed. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, by the audience or by the presenters, or a little bit of both. I mean, Or by not putting the phone game um, on the Mythic stage. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, that could have been... It was the closer of the conferences. That was... That's that was that was the biggest mistake. Um, I feel like if they did that, if they did, if that was the first yeah. thing, or like the second thing, like announce something cool up front, announce the new Overwatch hero up front, then, you know, the, the, over, the, uh, the Blizzard esports thing... Like, now Overwatch League is a part of Blizzard Esports. Yeah, that is, like, a much bigger deal than I think people are giving it credit for. Like, I feel like yeah. they an- they announced that, and it it was just, like, taken for granted. And, like, a year from now, that is going to be insanely yes. huge. Yes. I just well, I think it's weird that, like, to... nobody's covering it. Like, it was just like, oh, here's the announcement, and, like, that's yeah. it. And I don't know, maybe I, that's all they, they put out, but, like... Like they have a site built for it and everything at this point, and I just I, I'm surprised. I don't think it's I don't think it drives clicks. I don't think it's I don't think it's news that is going to it's going to be a big thing, but I guess until, it's not until it actually like exists until it's actually the thing. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like Overwatch League is like we're doing this thing, it's going up. This is our first initiative. Now it's just expanding the initiative, so I don't think it's as necessarily like glamorous. Right. Um. I mean, that's what do you think? What, Mister Mister Esports? Well, what do you mean, Esports Lord Christopher? Why why is it big? Why is why is Blizzard Esports going to be big? Do you do you think that it's like a huge deal that people need to be like people who people are? I shouldn't be playing Gambit right now. Um, (laughs) That is too involved. People are. uh, It really is. Are like. It's weird, like, especially on the, I guess on the collegiate level, I guess is more of what I'm trying to say. Like, when I went to Lebanon Valley College back in July, there weren't that many, especially like local schools to um, the Northeast um, region, 
there were like a few schools that were involved in this, but for the most part, like Lebanon Valley, they were competing against um, like the random schools across the country that had an esports team there. Um, and wow, I really shouldn't be playing this right now because I need to be able to think about what I'm saying. Um, that would be nice. And the um, I'm, this is I'm why I don't play games while we. Yeah, I'm getting out of this game. Nor if I was hopping around the EDZ, it's one thing, but that's different. Um. Within the past six months, probably, or not even, like, within the past three months, um, the amount of schools that have signed up for this has exploded. Um, and, like, they're trying to hire, you know, coaches. And really what it is, it's the situation I'm in where it's you're you get somebody who's in IT, who's interested in gaming, who can, knows how to set up a room, and hopefully this if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Um there are other people that are, you know, there are professional esports coaches out there now that are legitimately able to get jobs at big schools as a coach making pretty good money. Um, I mean, like some of the some of the resumes that I've been receiving, like the salaries these people are requesting are more than I make, period. <laughs> at least um, and ten dollars like, an hour. Yeah. They're well, they're like, I'm in the top twenty of wow in the world or not wow um in league of legends in the world and have been for the past eight years and here's my tag and i can show i can show it to you like yeah it's wow. it's staggering like the ceo of hewlett-packard enterprise left the company like a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago or no she left a couple months ago and then announced a couple weeks ago that she is starting this like esports venture with somebody that she knows that is like involved in all of this. And she's like, it's going to be the hot new big thing that everybody wants in on. Like it is a unbelievable business opportunity, especially for schools. It's, it's basically like we're forming the next NFL or like whatever. But it's what's weird is it's but not the nerds. next. It's not the next NFL. Like it's, it is a, a host unto itself. Like, I remember not that like I don't even know how to describe it like you have you have Overwatch League over here you have League of Legends over here you have Rocket League over here like if you can get the right game and it can have support for a long enough amount of time and people remain interested in it and they change the meta up so people have to like relearn it and things like that like yeah the staying power of a lot of these games is going to be insane the problem I'm worried about is how do you maintain a proper library where it doesn't get out of control? Because now everybody wants in on it. Where you're gonna have yeah. you're gonna have Fortnite and you're gonna have Call of Duty and you're gonna have all these big names that are gonna say, how do we get in on esports? Because we have to do this. And granted, they already have started doing that. Like there are tournaments for all those games now. But yeah, how are you gonna how are you gonna field teams for all of these different games? Well, and how do you field a team for a battle royale game? It's a one v one hundred or ninety nine or whatever. You just get one. What? Not in in different. I mean, different ones. You can create teams. Yeah. So, but they're not all like be, that. Like mm, there are. Like, do you know what so, I'm saying? Like they're, they're. Yeah. Standard Fortnite. If you do like single player, it's just like I'm one dude representing this school, and maybe you have other players. But like, it's just it's weird how all of it is is being structured in a lot I mean, of these. Battle games. Royale isn't exactly the the that i mean that is one that's definitely super weird but like i feel like i feel like overwatch like that makes sense overwatch makes total sense like i i and yeah. i am 1000 percent here for it and i am excited to run mm -hmm. it and like it's 
all well and good. Like, we had the first meeting last night, and these students are, like, stoked to get started. Um, Overwatch is a great, is a great one to start with. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, okay, who who is going to play tank? Who is going to play freaking, exactly. you know, support? Who's going to do this sort of stuff? All right, we're going up against this team from another school. Here we go, best of five or ten or whatever. I don't, I don't know how you're gonna do it. But yeah, like, yeah. Like that's like that's interesting. Like I would want to watch that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's it's, it's a like, it's a low in, it's a low investment for a university or an organization or whatever. And, and it's a relatively low time investment versus something like League of Legends, where like oh no, I, I'm not even talking you, about Overwatch. I'm talking about just esports in general, like as a venture. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it doesn't cost that much to get a team off the ground. That's true. It's just like, do you have somebody who's who knows IT, who's good at marketing, who is good at like attracting students via social media or whatever? Like, and and do you have a team? And do you have the people that are capable of like knowing the game well enough, and then teaching those about it? Yeah, yeah. And Overwatch so players, I, man, I, they, I you just have to give them they what they eat pop tarts and deodorant. What do you have to pay for them? Yeah, Red you Bull? eat pop tarts and you eat yeah. deodorant. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And then Terry Crews comes and gives you back rubs, yeah, and you're fine. fine. So, yeah, did right. you actually yeah. get a full team of people who um, are like, I, I have, really want to be a tank. Like, I'm a good tank. I have 13 desktops that are like available, set up, ready to go right now. There's a 14th as or, a spare. Or did in the back of the room? Ying. There was somebody sitting at every terminal. Terminal. Okay. Time. I was wondering if it'd be like in wow. classic Blizzard fashion, just 20 DPS people show up and no tanks. No, no. Um, and what's cool is like, <laughs> yep, you can't all be damaged. I do. You, not everybody. Dude, can if we shoot them fast enough, it'll it's be fine. fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. No healers either. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it was funny. There was a kid that showed up uh, late, and um, he was a reaper man. Meeting. He, he, he was a football player, oh. and he was like, "Hey, like I'm here. You know, esports. Like I want to know about it. Blah blah blah." And I'm giving him the rundown, and I'm like, "What?" Uh, what do you play? And he was like, support. And I was like, oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> only play Mercy. I'm so glad Thank you're gosh. here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's, awesome. Uh, that's so, awesome. like, the Blizzard... I'm excited to see what happens. The Blizzard esports thing is... It's exciting because if there's a company that can do it... And, I mean, we've seen it already with Overwatch yeah. League. If there's a company that can do it and can do it well, then we, we've got something going here. Um, I can't help... But like cringe at the idea of like, here's EA and they're hosting whatever tournament and it's like it, it'll run like what are the chances it runs as well as their press conferences do at E3? Like that's my biggest fear <laughs> is that you have all well, these that, players come and then it's just like, oh, yeah, God, like nobody wants to, you know, I don't know. And you'll, you'll have those and there's not, nothing you can do about it. But like it's the future, man. It's coming. I mean, you can say the same for freaking, like, sports teams. You show up to a Texans game. It's going to suck compared to a freaking Patriots or, or Jets or Eagles game. You know what I mean? Like, huh. It's, well, it, no, but no, but that's the same that. sport. <laughs> it is the same sport. It is the same sport. But is it the same sport? It doesn't feel like they're... Although I, I, have, I have been told, I have been told that, like, they've been winning, like, the past six or seven games. So maybe I won't talk That's so pretty much. good. <laughs> As a first, literally the first time I've heard of them doing anything like that. That's Do a pretty Texans good run. peel their glue before they eat it? Uh, I don't know. I'm a Californian, so I wouldn't be able to tell you about that. How <laughs> you just like blatantly deny the fact that you're like I've lived in Texas for years, but 
It's true, but I'm not a Texan. I'm I'm I separate myself I, from those people. And I literally people. never you, will be. Yeah. How long were you in Singapore though? Singapore? Uh, yeah, that's where you were. Yeah. Yeah, Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I graduated high school in Singapore. And you're not. So. So god. I I <laughs> I can be if you would like me to be Singaporean. I can be Singaporean for okay, you. Okay, I, I didn't want to say Singaporean. Is that it? Okay. Yes, that's it. That sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, Singaporean. Yes, yeah, sing- <laughs> Singaporean. <I> Singaporean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Go ahead and add this. To the list okay. You edit out the part about Texans eating glue too. It's. <laughs> No, it's fine. fine. You know what? You need to stand by what you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My hair is terrible. So, uh, so other than that, man, uh, there's a lot of other stuff. It's been it's been a hot minute since we've done a show, so we got a bunch of games uh, that we can also talk about. So, out of out of the ones, I'll, let me let me give you guys a list, and you guys can decide what mm-hmm. we talk about next. Um, so, I I played and can uh, and can talk about uh, Mega Man Eleven, Disgaea Five Complete. Uh, the Messenger, My Hero One's Justice, and Save Me, Mr. Taco. What do so we want to talk about? We, James, have you tried My Hero? Um, no. I watched Brand play a little bit, but I don't think. I was to say I don't think Brandon, he played it. Did you, Chris? Did we? Do we play a match or no? We. God, your memory is like you are a goldfish. It, it is amazing. Very cute to goldfish. Me. I like, definitely remember. I showed you the game. I don't remember if we actually ever played. We it, did though. play. Okay. Um, and I knew within like two or three matches, I was like, I don't need to play this game. I don't need to buy this game. Yeah. Um, it, it, I got the same vibes from it that I got, uh, from Pokemon tournament when I played that, like mm. I could see it being very fun for a weekend and me being like, Oh man, this is going to take over my life. And then all of a sudden it's just, Nope, it's gone. That's it. Yeah. But the story uh, goes I to definitely... the show a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts. So this I heard is, it opens up with the United States of Smash, and that's and then and then it goes backwards. Uh, so it actually the story it, there's like a flash forward to that moment, and then it the story actually picks up um, when they start doing their internships. Okay. So when Midoriya meets up with um, Grand Torino, Grand Torino, uh, and it starts there, and then he goes on the he goes on the train, and then there's the Nomu attack, and then the oh. uh, Hero Killer Stain shows up. All that it's it's that part of the story, and then and then my understanding is it leads up to United States Smash. Um, wait, have you not started story mode? No, 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 no. I I have. Oh, I just oh. don't know how far it goes. Got you. My understanding is that it that it leads up to the United the moment where United States of Smash happens, which is what, like oh awesome moment in the show. Um, so I like it. I like the way that it is. Um, I like the way. I largely like the way that the art style is done. I would have preferred that it gone more a like full on. Uh, kind of anime art style instead of like doing the 2.5 D in this way, it feels more like Mega Man 11 than like Dragon Ball fighters. And I think I prefer the fighters model of things. Then again, I would have preferred this to be a 2d fighter um, instead of what it is, which is like a 3d like battle arena uh, game. Um, Running up the walls feels a little bit stiff and things like that. But like overall the, the combat is very similar to like if you played Dissidia, um, 
it's kind of like that. It's like a paper, rock, scissors type of combat. Like there are light, fast moves that, that, uh, that beat out the slower medium moves. And then there are like guard or like unblockable. I think they're like, they're like regular moves and then unblockable moves and then counter moves. Um, but they don't actually play that way. They play kind of like slow, medium, fast, that type of thing. But like hard hitting moves interrupt fast moves, or they kind of have, super armor like those like if you're playing broly in uh in dragon ball fighters like you can tank a couple of hits and then you actually your attack comes out things like that so it's interesting the quirks are 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 fun the 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 fighting is cool it's just like the areas have that sort of like the thin feel that we talk about sometimes where like especially when destruction starts to come down it just doesn't i i don't know um uh so Hold on, wait, I can speak to this a second. My brother works now and he nobody came to pick him up. So he's standing outside of a seat. Oh, so no. I'm going to go and get him. <laughs> okay. Right, I, cool. but I'll be right, I'll be right back. It, he's very close. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, so uh so basically that's that's what that's all about. Um I like the story mode. I like the uh, the like the the missions and stuff like that. Um, I think it does kind of suffer when compared to games like Dissidia, um, which I now, know it keep in really mind a whole lot because a lot of other people didn't get into those. You're you're comparing it to original Dissidia, not the new Dissidia. Yes, correct? I have not played. I have not played the new Dissidia uh, game. I'm talking about the PSP one. So I will that say I a lot of. I played a lot of the. It was either the beta or the trial or whatever it was for. The new Dissidia. I did not play the PSP one. Um, granted, I don't really like arena-style fighting games, period. I will yeah, say I enjoyed My Hero Academia a lot more than Final Fantasy. Um, I think it mm. does... Not that Final Fantasy doesn't do this well. Um, and by Final Fantasy, you mean Dissidia, right? Dissidia. Um, not that it doesn't do it well, but I think My Hero, for the most part, does a really good job at like capturing at least from what I've seen from the show, uh, like snippets of the show, capturing moments from the show and putting them into a game. Not as well as oh, Dragon Ball. It definitely Ball. does. Yeah, not as well as Dragon Ball Fighters, but... Um, no. I mean, it, it it does its job. Yeah. Um, I think it it's definitely well, stiff. Although the difference, just as a quick interjection, sorry, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters captures the tone of the story, but it, it is telling a totally different story uh, that isn't in the show or any of the movies. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a unique yeah. Dragon Ball story, whereas My Hero Academia is actually telling the story of, like, a middle chapter of the anime, which is part of... Um, one one thing that, um, after I was done uh, playing it, I kind of, um, you know, was talking to... Um, I guess, full disclosure, um, I was approached by IGN to do the review for My Hero One's Justice, uh, but I didn't have time to do it because I was doing the wiki guide and then going on vacation. Um, so I, uh, so, uh, Mitchell Saltzman actually did the review. And one of the points that he made in his review is a similar thing that I feel, which is it, it doesn't tell the beginning story. So it's not good for newcomers and it doesn't tell anything new that you didn't get from the show. So hardcore fans aren't really getting anything new out of this either. So who is this really for? Yeah. And and that's a, that's a, a really good point. While I do really like this portion of the story the fact that this game is only about this part of the story is kind of confusing to me 
Um, but as far as far as like what you were saying, like you're definitely right. Like it does capture like those moments where like it doesn't. Okay, I got to fight Gran Torino and they fought in the show, and now I'm actually doing this this battle from the show. It does it visually, but it doesn't do it like it doesn't. Not, at least what I played, none of it like feels great. Like it, yeah, it's very yeah. floaty. It's like they the animations are very good, and the yes. um obviously the art style is very good, but like. As far as it, like, like, where's the fun? Like, it's just, I don't feel it when I play this game. Um, and again, yeah, maybe... I, I get I get moments of that, and it's it, it's mostly in, like, what you were saying, in, in they're recreating the moments from the show. So, like, watching, um, like, there's even, in between but I'm battles, not there are these little interstitials and stuff like that, where it's like, hey, here's a, here's a cool moment that we recreated in this game's engine, and then here's the fight, and now you're going to do it. And it's yeah. like I, that that part is fun, but definitely like in the versus battles and stuff. Yeah, I'm like just it's like, just not. There. I don't. Yeah, it, it just didn't it didn't resonate with me the way that I that I definitely, definitely wanted to. Because, like, I mean, you were there when I saw the the reveal. Like I was. Oh, yeah. You're losing your game. mind. Um, uh, yeah. But even when we saw the reveal originally, like I remember and granted, like I wasn't reading my hero at that point. But um uh, I remember looking at it and being like, this looks rushed. Like, it doesn't look that great. And on Switch, when we were playing, um, we definitely hit a lot of drops, like frame drops. Yeah, yeah, um, frame rate drops, mode. yes. Um, yeah, which so, was a disappointment. Yeah. Um, we were playing up on up, uh, you know, in docked mode and stuff like that. I have not had any real... I've had some slight frame drops in handheld mode, but, like, nothing really significant. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do definitely agree. And uh, I think that uh, I said on the show uh, previously that, like, I wasn't particularly impressed with the demos for either My Hero Academia or Jump Force. I don't think either of them looked particularly uh, great, especially, especially. And I, I Honestly, I think they may have looked better if we hadn't just gotten Dragon Ball Fighters earlier this year that, like, perfectly uh, encapsulates... Uh, that art style and looks absolutely incredible. Now their next game is what Kill a Kill, I believe. Yes. Okay. And which have looks, you, which you've looks seen awesome. that right? Like the the gameplay footage I, of that. I have seen the gameplay footage. the The art style looks very much like the show. I really like it. Uh, it is, I think, another uh, three battle yeah, arena. Yeah, it's game. another arena game. But like even that, but, I. But this is by this, uh, my hero is by. Um, uh, Bandai Namco and Jump Force is by oh my god who's it by I think it's by Bandai Namco also well they're publishing it but they're not developing it like Arc System Works is making the Kill a Kill game yes that's what I'm saying oh, oh that's what okay. I'm saying they, and and Arc didn't make either of these didn't make isn't making Jump Force didn't right make, oh and did not uh, make MHA did not make my hero yeah um and you know and and uh, Arc System Works. Uh, recently did a game with Swery. I think it was the missing, the missing game that just came out, which apparently is like super great. But um, I mean, this just keeps the that train rolling of like if Arc System Works made it, like I'm probably gonna really like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I am very interested in playing Kill a Kill because that will be their take on a on a you know a 3D kind of battle arena game. I'm curious to know you know how they're gonna do with it, but. Uh, for me personally, the the last 3D battle arena game that I really liked um, was I think it was like the the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. 
Um, but even that was like, that was before I got back into 2D fighting games. Well, that and like, how long so, ago was that? I mean, those were made like It was what? on PS2. Yeah, like they were, Yeah. you know, things have changed a little bit. <laughs> things have changed quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's... That's what I think about that. Um, I I do think that there there is some fun to be had. It's just it's it's not as good as I would have wanted it to be. Uh, which which is it's it, it's always a bummer when you see something and you get an initial impression and then it's not positive and it's proved to be true. Yeah. Um. So it is be- it is better than I thought it would be. I will put it. I will say that. Like there is. I didn't think that I would enjoy it at all. Whereas. Like I actually like um, I was able to download um, Deku shoot style and I actually like him a lot more than like the regular version of it. And Todoroki is the freaking best boy. Like I I'll brook no argument. He's awesome. Um, so there's that. So if, if you're if you're a super fan of my hero and it looks interesting to you, try it out. If not, um, you can give it a pass. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next, my friend? Um, so I tried Save Me, Mr. Taco, and yeah. <laughs> all I can say about it is I have reached the point with 2D games where I'm just done. Like, yeah, I'm done with 2D platformers. This is it? Yeah, this is like I I don't know that I'll buy another like not anytime soon. Like maybe it'll be it'll probably be um, King of Cards. Yeah, King of Cards when that drops. But like, I'm out. I've Switch has just totally burned me on it. And it's not that yeah. they're bad games. It's just like for a year, that was all I was playing. And I'm just so tired of it. And I've gone on this rant before on the show and I apologize. But like well, but before you said you said you think you're getting to the point. Now you're like th- um, you have reached it. Like I just don't I don't have enough time. And and I I know I, I say that all the time, but like it, I'm saying it because it's true. And I need to be selective with what I play, like even um destiny now that festival of the lost is over like i'm going to step back from that until the dlc comes out um and i mean like now i'm at the point where i'm thinking like do i start do i try to dive back into spider-man ps4 because i wasn't real hot on it when it first dropped um but like save me mr taco it's a shame because i'm playing it and i'm like i i can tell this is charming i can tell this is fun and i'm sure i would love it if i weren't so burned out but uh, but you are like I'm. I'm getting like nauseated, like watching this right now. Like I, it, it's so <laughs> unfortunate. Like this is all I used to live for, and now like everyone and their mom is developing a 2D platforming game on the Switch, and I'm like I'm not here for it. Yeah, and this is to me the other than so there there is one obnoxious thing which is like to me, and this is this is the only grousing that I will do about this game because I feel pretty positive about it. Uh, is that the the whole one health point plus the limited number of lives and then they kick you back to the beginning of the thing. Um, that is a little obnoxious. There is a hat that you can get that will allow you to take an additional hit. Uh, it's actually the first hat that you get in the game. It allows you to take an additional hit before you die. Um, but other than that, like it's you play as a tiny little charming octopus that spits ink and wears a bunch of different hats. Like it is, it is the perfect Game Boy throwback. Like, it actually it, it feels like a game that was a Game Boy game. It does. Like, you could um, tell in me... In a way that, like... Like, we, we've talked about Shovel Knight. We've talked about... I mean, I, I haven't talked about it yet, but The Messenger. Um, these games that feel like reimagined versions of old games. This game just straight up feels like I played it when I was a kid on Game Boy. Yeah. Like, and it, it is it is an impressive achievement uh, for that, that, that Nicholas was able to, to 
like make this happen. And uh, and this is one of the games. Uh, if you if you kept up on my coverage of PAX West, we did uh, have I did uh, meet with Nicholas for Nintendial, and I did play Save Me, Mr. Taco. Then uh, I played a more limited version. Now I've played a whole lot more of it because I I have the full version. Um, but it's freaking great. Like it's really it's really cool. And uh, and if like, if you're looking for like an old school freaking Game Boy style game, like it doesn't, I, I don't know. It doesn't get a whole lot better than this. The controls are a little weird. Like it's, it's, it's like when you're jumping up and like, sometimes you can ju- jump up and then float up over the edge of like a corner of a ledge or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes you can't, I still haven't figured out exactly everything that's going on with that. Um, and I've, 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 uh, played as, as a couple of different characters so far and uh you know they've each got their little things they can do but yeah i mean that's that's just uh that's just kind of how it is like it's it's really i don't it's not that expensive at all Uh, no i mean that was why i bought it i think maybe i don't even think it was 10 bucks when i bought it i think it's i think it's like six dollars yeah yeah I, i may be wrong but it's like it's very inexpensive so if you're looking for like a cool throwback experience like i i i do recommend it it's it's i definitely it's not in the same vein of like, if you want something that feels like a new version of those old games that we loved, like Shovel Knight or The Messenger or, you know, something like that. Like, this is not what this is. This is a game that feels like it was made, you know, freaking 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if you're looking for some actual nostalgia, then freaking go for this. And if you're um, looking for what I will imagine is the best Tetris game ever made... Look no further than Tetris Effect, which comes out on PS4 this Friday. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you don't have to play it in PlayStation VR. It's just like, and I, realistically, I probably won't play it that often in PlayStation VR. It's just, I like the fact that I can. I mean, not that I couldn't with classic Tetris, but um, or Tetris Ultimate on PS4. But man, speaking of which, how bad does Tetris Ultimate look after you played Tetris? Oh Ultimate? my god, it looks like it's like 20 years old. It's so it rough. Does. Which is so crazy because I think that Tetris Ultimate is pretty good. I still think that of all of the most recent uh Tetris versions, I think that the uh the Tetris Mini on PSP uh is probably my favorite. That one's very good and uh Tetris on uh Nintendo DS is very good uh because that one they actually had like not the one on levels. 3ds right no 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 on ds it had like okay. themed levels where like you would have to like build around like 8-bit versions of like link and mario and stuff like that like that was cool that's interesting i yeah. the the one that i really loved on psp that i was talking about uh is really good because it had like some really cool mini games like um i think it was like there was like a mode that was like a conveyor belt where like you laid down a block and then it moved over one space to the right so like the whole the whole shape of everything would shift uh, over have you have you played this version i don't think so there was another one that was like blackout mode where it's like the second that you placed uh a block down it would disappear was it and tetris so you, 2 for super nintendo to, no no it was it was a it was a playstation mini oh, it was oh available okay. on uh, on psp oh. um i can go down and get my vita and like actually tell you which one it is if you want nah that's all right okay um but yeah it was like it was like tetris something on on uh it was a, it was available on vita and i think it was a playstation portable mini okay 
Uh, anyway, I will have to look for it. It's 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 really good. It's got, it's got like a blue logo with like just the the blue Tetris piece. Okay. Like that. So I only have one gripe about this game though. Um, that I Effect? noticed. Yeah, a Tetris effect that I noticed playing uh, without VR on my TV because I sit so far away in my living room. Oh, um, uh, that is small? It is very small. And mm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it was just the beta. I don't know if you can make it any bigger. I doubt you can because the visualizations are happening behind you yeah. and like around it yeah. and everything. And it, like the whole point is like to be immersed in that. Um, I don't How think do you it's do head small. To head? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, I don't know what modes are going to be in it. That's the only thing. Like, if yeah. they choose to not include that, it'll be a little bit weird. I can't imagine. Because it's level-based. It is level-based. It's like, so you go in and, it, like, what we're seeing now is, I think this is the third level in the demo. Um, you go in and you clear, like, however many lines. Like, this person's playing on easy, so it's 36. And after that, it, like, transitions the scene, and then the music changes and you pick up where you left off, and then you just keep progressing through um, what is like a world map, basically, in this game. Um, I can't imagine that the full game wouldn't include all these other modes, because it's $40. Like, that's a lot to ask for just Tetris. That is a lot to ask for Tetris. So, I'm sure it'll include all that other stuff, but... Maybe all those rich VR boys will be into it. I'm, I'm into it. I'm here for it. I can't wait for it. Yeah. I wish I didn't have bingo on Friday because I would totally just just play that all day. Yeah, and then I got to work on Saturday, so and Sunday. Hmm. So there's that. That's good. That's yeah, good. I'm I very would excited. recommend it, and I will probably I will probably be picking it up. Yeah, uh, the size doesn't bother me, um, even if it does stay that small um, all the time. Just because, like, I I don't know. It's it just I I was able to see everything fine when I was playing it, and I was sitting on the couch and things like that. But um, yeah, yeah. But I do definitely understand like the desire to like, hey, maybe I can customize this a little bit. Maybe I can make it a little bit bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I wonder, did they say that it's going to be available on PC? Because that it's, would, as of right now, it's a PS4 exclusive. I wouldn't oh, be wow. surprised if it event. Yeah, I'm sure it's timed. Like, there's no way this won't come out on PC at some point. Um, I mean, but Tetris has done a bunch of exclusive versions of those games, so it would just be. I wouldn't. Yeah, it would just be weird. But I don't know. It's PS4. They can do what they want. Like, I mean, there's, freaking, there's like there's like Tetris 3DS or whatever that I got that's only there. There's yeah, like there's DS a, a bunch, been totally a bunch of releases. And they have like all the sorts of exclusive content that like doesn't exist anywhere else. So I, yeah, I don't know. I hope that's not the case because I would like I would like more people to be able to play it, and it, I would like to be able to have it on my laptop. So like if I'm going someplace, I'd be able to play it. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? What else we talk we about my hero. We talked about saving Mr. Taco. Uh, do you want to know anything about Mega Man 11 Messenger or just Guy Five Complete? Not particularly, only because you and I have talked about them in private. That's true. That's true. I do. And I Mega do. Man 11 came out so long ago, like nobody's even talking about it anymore. That's true, but that's kind of why I feel like I really need to talk about it. I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> I will just sit here quietly if you want to talk about it because I don't really uh, have any opinion about it. Yeah, we, we've we've talked about it a lot. Uh, I I will I will briefly give you my thoughts about Mega Man Eleven. Um, I have beaten it. Uh, I had a really great time with it. There were a couple of like hair tearing moments, specifically on the fire level, which I feel is like a little egregious um, as far as the timing that they're cons- that they. So basically, the big deal with Mega Man Eleven is you've got the uh, and I think I gave I gave a, a kind of a wrap up previously on the the. 
post PAX West uh, episode where um, I talked about my preview because I, I did get an impression of the double gear system at that time. The big addition of this uh, of this version of the game is, well, first of all, it's in 2.5D. Uh, so it's different than the previous versions. Like 9 and 10 were like pixelated 8-bit um, Mega Man games, whereas this one like is a totally new art style and things like that. I actually feel like it pretty faithfully recreates um, the feeling of Mega Man, which is something that is super important. Uh, and something that's kind of hard to replicate, but it feels, it feels very much like a new Mega Man game. Like I was talking about earlier, like where Saving Mr. Taco feels like a Game Boy game. This feels like what if you brought Mega Man and the pure feelings of like a classic Mega Man game to the modern era. And this is what you would get. Um, <clears throat> the boss weapons are really interesting. Um, I'm not a big fan of how uh, Mega Man actually transforms into like half boss so like previous in previous games he would just change colors and then just use their different weapons i kind of liked the simplicity of that now he actually like when you use the the uh the brick creating thing he like gets a huge giant brick gauntlet and a and like a almost construction helmet on and it looks kind of goofy but at the same time it's like looking goofy is kind of a Mega Man thing so it's not the end of the world but like it, it was definitely different um so take that for, you know, however you want to take it. <laughs> um, I definitely prefer it over uh, Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10 um, just because I feel like it does some interesting things, uh, <clears throat> some interesting new things that, like, add kind of a new wrinkle instead of purely being like, this is the next version of Mega Man. Like, this, this, this feels like an evolution of Mega Man instead of just, let's just copy-paste some new uh, bosses onto the same exact format um because there are there are two systems that have like overheat mechanics uh one of them is a like power up all of your weapons amp them up so like for example like i said the the uh, the brick creation ability uh, when you use that weapon it creates four um blocks in the air and drops them down on your enemies when you use it um that weapon while you are using your powered up um gear it drops like 16 blocks from the sky so like nothing escapes it does tons of damage and that sort of thing um and if you turn it if you you can run it for like i think like five or six seconds or something like that uh before it overheats but if you turn it off beforehand it cools down a lot faster it's it's the same as like any real overheat mechanic in pretty much any game um if you carefully manage it like you can get a lot of use out of it and if you abuse it then and you, and, you know, use it recklessly, then you're not going to be able to use it as often. Um, the other one, which I think is the far more powerful ability, uh, which impacts things a lot more, is the time slow mechanic. That's what uh, we have up right now, if you're watching yeah. the stream. So the time slow mechanic is super overpowered and makes things like, as long as it's up, it 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 doesn't quite trivialize things because they've added things in the game that are basically impossible or actually impossible to do without it. Um, which is where I get my frustration from the fire level. Um, the fire level, uh, there, there's a point in the fire level where, um, a wall of fire starts following you and it's too fast. It is too fast. There's no way for you to actually make it through so far as I can tell. Now, maybe I just stink at Mega Man. Um, 
now I, I've beaten, uh, what is it? Mega Man two or three, where there's like the time stop thing where the bars are crossing the screen and that sort of thing. And I can clear that without using the time stop mechanic. I've done that before. So maybe you can get through without using the, uh, the time slow. It definitely felt like you couldn't do it without it. Um, and I even, even using the time slow mechanic and running out of power because I had to use it for an extended period of time. Um, I, I got killed a number of times because it wasn't off of cooldown yet. Um, and eventually, obviously, I got through it because I beat the game. Um, but it just, it felt like that was a spike there. Uh, most particularly because, unlike a lot of games where, like, if a wall of fire starts, it starts from the very edge of the screen, and then it, like, slowly proceeds... The difference is, as soon as you start down this way, it, like, progresses, like, a third of the way across the screen instantly and then starts from there. So there's not as much room to get ahead of it as there would be if it if it started a little bit more slowly and naturally. Um, apart from that kind of gripe, um, uh, there are also permanent upgrades that you can unlock at the store. So, like, throughout the levels, you'll find these little screws um, as you gather them and those are maintained and persist throughout death. Those are just like added to your account and then that's it. So if you fail a number of times on a level, you can, you can actually go back to the shop and buy upgrades that will make it easier for you to continue, which I feel like is a really great way to introduce new players to Mega Man games. And that's, that's one of the things that I think that Mega Man 11 does best. It doesn't sacrifice the challenge for older players, so, like, people like myself who have beaten, like, a number of Mega Man games in both the Classic and X-Series, like, there is plenty of challenge here for you. Um, it, like, they're not babying it down. But they did add, like, different difficulty levels where, like, you don't have to worry about continues or game overs. You have unlimited retries. You can, um, you know, on the beginner difficulty, there's actually a thing where, like, if you touch spikes, it doesn't instantly kill you. If you fall down into a pit, the little bird robot comes down, picks you up, and like, in a, you know, for a couple of seconds, you can like move yourself over to another ledge. It makes it way easier and may, way more approachable for people who want to get into Mega Man who have been unable to make it through older games because they were too hard. And I feel like balancing between those two is really difficult, and Capcom totally did it. So I have to give them a lot of credit for that because when I beat the game, I was like, you know what? I could, I could go back and try it on a, a harder difficulty mode. Um, or like, you know, if I was having too much trouble, like I could just grind out and get some more bolts and then buy some more upgrades and stuff. And some of those upgrades, like um, one of those upgrades actually makes it so that I forget what you had to do to unlock this upgrade, but it makes it so that your uh, drives never overheat which is like super overpowered because you could just have time slow on forever. Uh, and then you're playing a totally different game, but it's uh, to me now, my favorite three Mega Man games ever are Mega Man two, Mega Man X and Mega Man 11. So if that tells you something, you know, there you go. Uh, I, I had a freaking fantastic time. I can't wait for Mega Man 12. And, uh, and I hope that it carries on in this tradition because I'm a big fan of it. Um, so there you go. They need to change how he looks when he runs. That that is my only, yes, that's my only request. He does. He does look a little doofy. No one like physics don't work that way. Nobody's arms and legs work like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
even if you're a robot boy, like it just looks wrong. Like it not yeah. wrong, it just looks weird. Like fix it. Oh, oh. And one of the other things that I didn't even I didn't even get into is there's an actual story in this game. Like it goes into the history of Dr. Light and Dr. Wily and and their sort of relationship back when they used to get along and work together. That's cool. Um it and it it it, uh, it it goes back and the double gear system that Mega Man gets in this game was actually originally invented by Doctor Wily, and uh, well, I won't I won't spoil anything uh, more than that, uh, just because I know some people may want to experience that for themselves. But it adds a new dynamic to the relationship between Doctor Light and Doctor Wily that I was not expecting. I was not expecting this story to actually have like some teeth to it and it's still very bare bones. Like it's not, it's not like some epic freaking witcher level, you know, freaking RPG, but like it's got more of a story than most Mega Man games uh, because most Mega Man games don't really have a story. It's yeah. just like, Hey, guess what? Dr. Why we, we program all these robots. Go get them Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically it. Whereas like this actually has like flashbacks and stuff to like when, you know, they went to school together and different things like that. And, what caused the rift to form? So nice. It's, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mega Man Eleven is really great, so I recommend it. Cool. Yeah. Um, have you seen this League of Legends K-pop video? No, I have not because I don't care about League of Legends. Listen, yeah. even I don't. I've never played League of Legends, but I played it and not a fan. Oh, wait, that's no, 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 fine. No, I didn't play that. I played Dota. I played Dota too. That's what I played. All I will say is that. Everybody listening to this, I'm not going to put it on now because copyright and four minutes long and whatever. Um, It is, it might be the coolest character announcement I've ever seen for a video game. Wow. Like what? Really? Like like, for a game that like is as Matt, like I guess what I'm trying to say is like for a game that like has been supported for as long as League of Legends has been um, and then just like adding content, like it's, it's the type of thing that like they didn't need to do this but the fact that they went through the trouble and did it it's astounding they released this music video for these characters they're and the characters in the game are k-pop stars that they're obviously they're not real but like the singers in it are real like it's not like auto-tuned or whatever um yeah but um they have a full-fledged like gorilla style music video and it's been like popping off on Spotify and iTunes and like it's been like one of the top songs like for the past week. The the video has like 24 million views. Holy crap. Yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Um I think it's like KDA is the name of the like the group, quote unquote. Um wow. but it's really really cool. Um so huh. definitely check it out either now or you know whenever. But yeah, I'll, it, I'll it's, check it out it's worth watching done. it. Um, I'll check it out when we're done recording. Is very cool. Wow. Yeah. Do we want to talk about uh, some more games, or do we want to uh, do we want to cut out? Why don't we wrap it up? Only because it's getting late, and I've been sleep deprived for since you left. Really. Wow. Yeah. Take care of yourself, buddy. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Uh... Thank you for joining us for episode 118 of the platformers. Uh, if you have opinions on something we said in this or any previous episode, or you want to recommend topics of discussion, let us know. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shrives93. We recently 
Um, and uh, I host a show called uh, Hooray. Sorry, that's like how my brain's working lately. Um, we, uh, I also host a uh, anime podcast. Anime right? Watch Along. Yeah, Anime Watch Along <laughs> podcast, right for anime. We recently just wrapped up um, our final episode uh, covering Evergarden. Violet Evergarden on Netflix, which... Um, which is, is a really good show. Probably <laughs> my top three animes of all time. Not that I've watched that many, but it's incredible. It moved me. I cried like a baby at like every episode. Um, yeah. You should go watch it and then listen to the show. Um, our next episode is going to be My Neighbor Totoro. That should go up next week. Um, oh, that was yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, because now we got. I'm the, also on that one. I was gonna say like after after uh, Violet Evergarden, like I'm not gonna be on a couple of episodes, but uh, but no, the next one I am on. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we go into Darling in the Franks, um, which I'm be, not on. Um, the end of November and early December, um, and I'm also coaching the Del Valle University esports team, Delaware Valley University. I'm not allowed to say Del Valle University. Um, Why not? It's like part of like the brand book. Like I, I can't say Del Valle University. It's either DVU or Del Valle or Delaware Valley University, but I can't say Del Valle University, which is a weird habit guess, to have to break. but it, I, I guess know. that makes sense because that's not actually the name of it. Yeah, yeah. But I can call it DelVal. Yeah, but that's like that's like the nickname. But like right. if you say university at the end, then it's like, oh, okay, so let me look up DelVal University and like, that's not a thing. Right. Interesting. So I have to figure that out. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm. Uh, so you'll probably see me popping off Twitter about a bunch of esports stuff. Because that's what cool. my life is now. Um, and if you're a coach, the job has been posted, and you want to work with me, so go apply. It's on the Del Valle Do website. it, dude. Chris is a freaking great guy to work with. Let me tell you, as somebody who's worked with him for two years, he's a great, great dude. I will not he's my, let he's something my fail. He, he's my Riker. He's my number one. There you go. And yeah. I try every day to live up to the legacy of Picard. <laughs> Uh, we are corporately at Platformers Pod on Twitter. Uh, those of us, those of you watching us right now or uh, on demand, know that you can watch us stream the show and uh, some games along with it at Twitch.tv/slash The Platformers Podcast. I will. I can stream uh, on my own channel because I'm a big boy uh, at Twitch.tv/slash Ribnax, same as everywhere else. Uh, so I may be doing that relatively soon i have some streaming opportunities that i may be doing um but i don't know i'm also trying to kind of clean out uh my review backlog i've got a lot of stuff that i'm taking care of um for the show and for nintendo right now um i am working on uh into the breach um on switch so that will be my next review that goes up on nintendo so keep a lookout for it. Uh, that will probably, if everything goes well, that will probably be up by next week. Um, I'm just starting it, so there's that. Uh, please review us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you have a good time with the show, tell friends about it, because that is the only way that we get in front of more ears, and we really appreciate uh, everybody who's given us a positive review. I read some of them recently. Some of them are pretty funny. So uh, Oh, I haven't looked much. in a long time. Are there like Are there newer ones? Uh, there are, there are one or two, uh, newer ones. And then there are just some reviews that people have just tweeted to me or, or <laughs> messaged me on social media, just saying various things. And I, I appreciate everybody who reviews the show. It really helps a lot and it takes like two seconds. So we really appreciate it. Uh, man, 
I guess that's it. And uh, oh, oh, also, also, we would be doing a, a great disservice to the great Jimmy Jams Clark if we didn't say that he is James Von Kralk on uh, on social media, which I believe is J A M E S V O N C R A L K. It's his last name backwards. Yeah. 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 He's well, one of my favorite people I follow on Twitter. Like in all seriousness, like James is one of the funniest people I've ever met. He probably is all, the funniest person I've ever met. He's also very delightful, and I want to try really hard uh, to be fine with you saying that and not be personally offended. He's a wholesome so, boy. He's he is super super great. Uh, so that's it uh, from everybody here at the platformers. We hope you have a wonderful week because until next time, we are out.